Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Hey folks, today we're going to take a little detour and go off in a slightly different direction. As you know, in this podcast series, we like to share stories from long ago, especially those that relate to topics of nostalgia, mass media, adventures growing up, and assorted and sundry other subjects that happen to strike our fancy. Well, today we're going to be touching on the matter of ethnic heritage. You see, I grew up in Linden, New Jersey, a small town in the northeastern part of the state, right outside New York City. Like many other towns in the area, ours was a melting pot of different ethnic groups. As a child, I wasn't that aware of it because my classmates were all of different backgrounds too, so what's the big deal? I had Irish friends, German friends, Italian friends, you name it. As for me, our family was of mixed heritage. One grandmother came from the southern part of Poland, although she also spoke Ukrainian. The other part of our family hailed from what was then known as Czechoslovakia. So the heritage on that side was Slovak and Austro-Hungarian. So basically, I was Eastern European through and through. A lot of the foods we ate at home were very similar to what my Polish friends down the block had at their dinner table. I was reminded of this the other day when we were walking through a BJ's warehouse store. Did you know that in the grocery section there, you can get all sorts of ethnic foods? Like Polish sausage, pierogies, strudel, Polish ham, you name it. Amazing, I tell you. And I ask you, since when did my ethnic foods become so mainstream that you could find them in a BJ's? I also have to tell you, when I was growing up, I wasn't even aware of how special these foods were to my formative years. It wasn't until I moved away to Cleveland, Ohio, where I discovered that in that city, they celebrated ethnic heritage in a big way. They had all-nations festivals, church suppers where you could enjoy all the pierogies you can eat. You get the picture. Well, back in Linden, New Jersey, as you can guess, there was a sizable Polish population. I don't know what the census figures showed back in those days, but I'd venture to guess that in many of my junior high and high school classes, it's probably something like a two-to-one ratio. In other words, about a third of my classmates were probably Polish. But if you compare that to more recent census figures, there seems to be a gradual decline going on. For example, in the year 2000, 18% of the town was Polish. Skip ahead 10 years, and the census figures for 2010 have slipped down to 15%. But shrinking numbers or not, that hasn't stopped Wikipedia from reporting that one of the biggest things my hometown is actually known for is its fame as a major regional hub of Polish immigration. And you can see evidence of that all around town, with Polish convenience stores, a huge grocery store that takes up almost a whole city block, and even a Polish credit union. And last year, in 2021, to give you an idea of how important this particular ethnic group is, the leader of Poland, President Duda, actually made a visit to Linden, along with his wife. They received an official key to the city and attended a number of other ceremonial events in their honor. Wow, I had no idea just how big this ethnic heritage thing is. Sure, every single day it seems we're being bombarded with emails from Ancestry.com telling us of new long-lost relatives. But when you see stories about the president of Poland going out of his way to visit Linden, New Jersey, you realize it's actually bigger than all of us. And then when you hear about what's going on in Eastern Europe these days, 
It's no longer just some abstract concept. We are actually all connected, not only to the world around us, but to the motherland on the other side of the globe. Uh, yeah, right, whatever you say. But you know, gang, all this talk about ethnic stuff got me thinking. Even though we can now buy Polish ham and other delicacies in BJ's warehouse, regular supermarkets and other specialty markets, why is it so hard to find a good sit-down restaurant that specializes in Eastern European meals? With all of us immigrants running around, you would think that there would be more restaurants catering to the Polish crowd. I mean, what's so hard about making pierogies? Yeah! Back when I was a teenager, we had a restaurant like that in Linden. It was called Big Stasha's. It was right there on Southwood Avenue, not too far from Route 1. It had a very large parking lot right across the street. In its early days, the whole side of the building was painted with a bigger-than-life mural of a giant disembodied hand holding a thirst-quenching, amber-colored, frosty glass of beer, or pivo as they say in Polish. And the lettering above the beer glass said something like, to your health, in Polish, of course. And of course, I won't even attempt to duplicate that with my bad pronunciation. <laughs> we'll just let Mr. Google Translate give you the real scoop. Za twoje zdrowie. Well, anyway, Big Stasha's was a sit-down restaurant that also had a cafeteria-style buffet line, as well as a fully stocked bar. People of all Eastern European persuasions would flock there from miles around, sometimes just for family dinners, other times for special occasions like weddings, bridal showers, birthdays, and funeral receptions. I can remember going there countless times, not only with my parents, but also with my high school buddies. Sometimes we'd even wind up there after an evening at the local bowling alley. After all that hard work of knocking down bowling pins all night, we'd go to Stasha's to knock down a few beers. There was one time, in fact, that Bert, Ike, Chip, Joey, and I had just finished bowling the greatest game of our lives. So we were there to celebrate. We ordered a whole pitcher of beer and then decided to hit the buffet line. Ah, what was it going to be tonight? Pierogies, which are little dumplings filled with potato cheese or sauerkraut, or maybe a serving of galumpkis, which are stuffed cabbage rolls. They also had bigush, hunter stew, fried flounder, lobster tail, pastrami sandwiches, pork chops, veal patties, and an exquisite prime rib of beef that they were famous for. Yum! Well, given the fact that we were all very thirsty and pretty hungry, too, it turned out that our eyes were bigger than our stomachs. By the time the night was over, we'd already consumed at least three pitchers of beer and numerous assorted Polish delicacies. Boy, were we stuffed! You could have rolled us over and made stuffed cabbages out of our bloated bodies. <laughs> of course, we all made numerous trips to the restroom, mostly because of the beer. But towards the tail end of this experience, as our bellies filled with dozens of butter-drenched pierogies, we were beginning to feel the inevitable signs of indigestion as well. Uh -oh. At that point, we didn't even need to take a vote 
to determine that it was in our better interests to settle up the bill and just head home. The sooner the better. Uh-huh. Now mind you, this was not a reflection on Big Stasha's cuisine or its quality control. Stasha's was always a very reputable establishment, and their kitchen and housekeeping practices were always top-notch. No, this was our own dumb fault, that we couldn't rein in the temptation to indulge in that very mortal sin of gluttony. So Bert, Ike, Chip, Joey, and I all headed out to our respective homes, where we would each have free and unlimited access to the private porcelain thrones of our own choosing. Hoo-wee! Thankfully, this being a rather late night, our families had already done their own bathroom routines and gone to bed, so we didn't have to worry about somebody knocking on the door and complaining, Are you finished in there yet? <laughs> and that's the way our last bowling night at Big Stosh has ended. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. And the good part is, we all live to tell about it. But today, I regret to inform you, Big Sasha's is no more. After so many years in business, the owner and his family finally decided to retire a couple years ago. Like that famous Top 40 song by Joni Mitchell, they tore down paradise and put up a parking lot. Or to be more precise, they put up a new high-rise condominium, along with the required parking facility. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.